Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. God is so good to me. God is so good to me. God is so good to me. So Welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. 
where sound doctrine is brought to the ears thousands of God's people all over the world. And with God, it's been so good to us. So good. God is so good to me. God is so good to me. God is so good to me. children of God, we greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble. It is God who woke us up today and provided for us and blessed us and done so many great and wonderful things. And it is right and fitting, the Bible says, for the righteous to praise him. For us and we Paul has done more for us than we even can realize. We give him all glory, honor, and praise. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Big Investment, Big Return in the Kingdom of God. If you want to, to sow big, if you want to reap big, you got to sow big in the kingdom of God. Capital A, that's just a kingdom principle. Matthew six thirty three, Matthew nineteen twenty four. Capital B secrets of the kingdom. God has got secrets in the kingdom, but as we seek, He will, we shall find. He will reveal, reveal them to us. Mark four eleven, Luke twenty four sixteen. Capital C. Sowing is investing. Never let the adversary convince you that that sowing into the kingdom is not a good thing. It's an investment. You can't go wrong there. Galatians six and eight, John four thirty six. Capital D. It's big or it's small to you. Keep in mind that that uh, whatever it is, it's big or it's small to you, not necessarily to God and not necessarily to his spirit or to his power, but to you. Look at Matthew 25 and 15. It brings us on down. We're going to look at Matthew 27 and 60. Matthew 27 and 60 from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, And he, or Joseph of Arimathea, placed it in the body of Jesus in his own tomb that he had cut out of the rock, he rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Once again, Matthew twenty-seven sixty from the New International Version, and placed it in his own new tomb that he, or Joseph of Arimathea, had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of of the entrance to the tomb and went away. It's big, it's big, or it's small to you. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you again, Father, for the privilege to be able to uh, seek your face, to study, to show ourselves approved unto you. Bless us, Father, with words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that we may come a little bit closer to you and to your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Again, Father, we thank you for so much, so many things that you have done that we are aware of, and even those good things that you have done for us that we are not aware of. We appreciate you. We reverence you, Father. Uh, this is your time, Father, um, and we pray, Father, that you, you will speak to us, your, your little children. All eyes and ears are focused on you, Father, and hearing what your Spirit has to say to us, your little children. 
And this is our prayer in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. It's big or it's small to you. We see here the uh, burial of the body of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, uh, had become a disciple of Jesus. Now, immediately, the Lord deals with me on that. Because if you're not careful, it will seem like a contradiction. We went over just a couple of other days where Jesus said it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We saw one rich man, the young, rich young ruler, who refused to give up his stuff, sell it, go give it to the poor, come back and follow Jesus, and that he might have treasures in heaven. But Joseph of Arimathea was a rich man who had become a disciple of Jesus. So we understand that, 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 again, being rich or being poor is not the issue. It's what you are willing to do. Because if you are rich and you are willing to do what God wants you to do with your riches, you can be saved. If you are poor and you are not willing to do what, what God wants you to do, because God wants you to train your, pop, your poverty in for prosperity. So if you are poor and you are not willing to do with your poverty what God wants you to do, you won't be saved. Mm-hmm. God wants individuals to trade in poverty for prosperity. The scripture tells us that, that it's his will that we prosper. It doesn't say it's his will that we be in poverty. That's not in the scripture. Poverty is a curse. It's his will or it's God's will that we prosper and be in good health. But God said, look, the way that's going to come about, that way true prosperity comes about, your soul has to prosper. So if rich people won't do with their riches like they're supposed to, they'll miss the kingdom. If people in poverty won't do what they're supposed to with their poverty, they'll miss the kingdom. Why? Now, that's Revelation, and we're about to close today. What do you do with your riches? What do you do with your poverty? Do the right thing with your riches. You can be saved. Do the right thing with your poverty. And you can be saved. If we're not careful, we'll think that that, that poor people automatically have a, 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 a immediate connection with God, not necessarily, not if he's trying to bring you out of poverty and, and you, you keep right on doing the things that keep you there. Because the same way some rich people got to be rich by breaking the laws of God, some people got to be poor by breaking the laws of God. Is that not revelation in here this evening? Some people that got to be rich because they have lied, they have cheated, they have stolen, they have manipulated, they have done all kinds of things. You know, I was talking with one uh, friend of mine, first pastor that invited me to Nigeria back in 2003. And um, he does a lot of, lot of traveling, different parts of the world. And he, he had taken me on one of the trips to visit one of his brothers. Very rich politician, you know, we went by his, by his compound, the whole place is walled, had a big old guard tower up there, guys up there with automatic weapons and different things. I was like, man, what are we going into here? He's a big-time politician. 
you know, going to the compound. He got all kind of vehicles, all kind of fancy vehicles in there. I'm like, man, what's going on? Went in and met with, with his brother. And, and as I was talking with the pastor not long ago, we were trying to coordinate some things. Um, and he was telling me about uh, one of his brothers that is actually now the governor of uh, a state that the, the state that has invited me, uh, the state that has invited me down in November. So I was like, "Oh man, okay, he's the governor of he's apostle. He's now the governor of um, Delta State." I was like, "Wow, praise God!" I said, "What about your brother that you took me to that time uh, in Asaba?" I said, "You know, where is he now?" He said, "Well, he's he's still here, working closely with the government in Asaba." He said, "But the kids are in Beverly Hills." Children are in Beverly Hills. I said, what? He said, yes. I said, Pastor, you know he's very rich. I said, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I said, but his kids are where? He said, his kids are in Beverly Hills. He says, and every time he gets a break from his duties, he flies to visit them in Beverly Hills. Right? Rich. Just, I mean, just just rich. Now, now we're not saying, again, that that, that this is, a, but understand that, that, that how you get your riches is important to God, just like how did you get in poverty? Because the same, thank you, Holy Spirit, the same way there's a reason why some people are rich, God said, Robert, you better believe there's a reason why some people are poor. And the same way some people got to be rich by breaking the laws and the commands of God, some people got to be poor by doing the same thing. Goodness gracious in here. This was a rich man who had become a disciple. So I want to in, in, in encourage you under the sound of my voice, rich or poor, become a disciple. Become a disciple of Jesus. Become a learned one. Because what disciple means is one who is learned or disciplined one. Disciple, the root word in disciple is discipline. Discipline. Now, now this is something that, that you know, is not taught in a whole lot of places and it's not talked about. Christianity is a discipline. It's a discipline. It's a disciplined life. It's a life of not doing what you want to do so much as doing what God wants you to do. It's a life of not so much going where you want to go as it is a life of going where God wants you to go. It's not a life of you having so much what you want to have as it is a life of having what God. It's a disciplined life. It's a discipline. He had become a disciple or a disciplined or learned one of Jesus. Well, what will Jesus do when, as we become disciples? He'll teach us what to do with our, with our riches. So that our riches, we don't have to follow uh, and use our riches wrong and end up in hell. He'll teach us what to do with our poverty. True, true teachings about the kingdom will show you how to come up out of poverty. Now, let's make no mistake about it. Jesus, during his earthly ministry, he wasn't poor. Those disciples weren't poor. They had a group of, of, of followers that were supporting them out of their own means. Jesus didn't have a house of his own because he chose not to, not because they couldn't get one. The Bible says that Joseph of Arimathea went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Now, now this is why, you know, I, I think I heard um, Reverend Joe talk on this. It was very profound. 
Remember Reverend Joe that was with us here from uh, Nigeria some time ago. And he was talking about how, you know, that there are certain people in your life that can get things done for you that you'll never be able to get done for yourself. Here is Joseph of Arimathea that had the power. And I think the way Reverend Joey talked about it, and I'm just kind of remembering this because it's coming back to my remembrance. He talked about, uh, I think there was three Josephs or two different Josephs in Jesus' life. I don't know if it was two or three. But the Joseph who, who was his, you know, earthly father, all right? But then he talked about, you know, and the things that Joseph did for him and different things. But then he talked about another, this other Joseph, Joseph of, of Arimathea, who was able, that had the pull and the weight to be able to go to Pilate and request the body of Jesus. As much controversy that surrounded Jesus, as much uh, controversy as, as there was in regards to Jesus, somehow he was going to be raised up in, three, in the midst of all of that, this man was still able to get the body of Jesus. Took the body, wrapped it in clean linen, placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance of the tomb and went away. Now, Understand him rolling the stone in front of the tomb. It was not just a matter of, you know, he could come back any time and roll the stone out of the way. Because what they did is the way they had these, these stones over the tombs, these stones, once they were rolled into place, they would slip down into like a groove. And it would be very, very difficult, almost impossible to get them out. Once that stone rolled and locked itself into the groove, that, that was it. That was it. So it wasn't just, you know, roll the stone in and we could just roll the stone, uh-uh, uh-uh. So, so the rolling of the stone in was much easier than the rolling of the stone out for man. Well, remember what we're talking about. It's big or it's small to you. So everybody knew that, you know, once you roll the stone in, 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 in front of a tomb, it wasn't something that was the most easy to, to move out of the way. But on verse 20, in, in chapter 28, after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone. Same stone that would be very, very difficult for man, almost impossible for man. Once it got into his groove, angel was able to do it with no problem. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That when we position ourselves just right, angels will operate, come on somebody, on your behalf and on my behalf. Angels will operate and will begin to make those things that are almost impossible or those things that are very difficult with men or those things that are impossible with men. The angel come in and he'll, and he'll make them very, he'll, he'll open the way for us. Here is an angel that rolled, the stone, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning. His clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. When we position ourselves just right. Remember, and what God is flashing in my spirit now, 
is how that after Jesus finished dealing with the devil, the Bible says when Jesus sent the devil away, what happened? Angels came and ministered to him. Let's take a look at that very quickly in the book of Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4. But um, angels came. Angels came. Let me see if it's in. I want to see if it's in Matthew's account. Whichever account it's in, that'll that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. Then the devil, what? Left him, and angels came and attended or ministered to him. Now, God is saying, Robert, look at that very carefully and let my people to know for me that the reason why angels came and ministered to him, the reason why angels came and attended to him, and God said, you all need to get this, God says it's because Jesus dealt with the devil right. Okay, okay. Jesus dealt with the devil right. And part of his reward was that angels came and ministered. God said, if you don't deal with the devil right, God said, I can't get my angels to come and minister to you. What will happen is if you don't deal with the devil right, demons will come and torment you. Some of you all understand my voice because you won't deal with the devil right. Instead of getting angels to come and minister to you, instead of getting God to send angels to come and help you, instead of God sending angels to come and tend to you, you got demons that are tormenting you. You got to deal with the devil right. You got to de- there's a right, God said, Robert, there's a right way and a wrong way to deal with everything. God said there's a right way to deal with me and a wrong way. A lot of people don't even know the right way to deal with me. God said, when you enter into my gates, come on, somebody. You enter into my gates, saith the Lord, with thanksgiving. When you enter into my courts, you come with praise. God said, don't come in here with that nonsense. Don't come in here with that. Don't come into my presence with that kind of foolishness. Enter into my gates. Thank you, Jesus. Enter into my courts with praise. Father, you are great. You are come in like that. There's a, there's a certain way. There's a certain way. Mess around and try to go see uh, the king of England or the queen of England the wrong way. One of the saints said, I can't even get out of the airport, and how true that is. I can't even get out of the airport in, in the U.K. <laughs> but there's a right way. So there's a right way to deal with the devil. Well, what was the right way? What do we learn from Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, in dealing with the devil? You don't try to deal with that, deal, that, that turkey with anything other than the word of God. If so, you're finished. I'm telling you. I don't care what your little title is. Care how anointed you think you are. You try to deal with the devil with something other than God's word. And what you're going to do is take a beat down. Why did Jesus... Why did angels come and attend to Jesus? What? He dealt with the devil right. Wow. God will send angels to attend to you and me as well if we deal with the devil right. Jesus died right. God sent an angel. Again, roll the stone away. God said, look, death is not even going to... Death is not even going to stop me, 
God said, death is not going to stop my word. God said, death is not going to stop my plan. Not even death can stop our God. Children of God, I want to encourage you, not even death can stop us. Not even death can stop us. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. Look at verse 62. Back to Matthew 27, 62. The next day, the one after the preparation day, chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. That deceiver. See, if you out there and you under the control of the devil, you'll think that the Lord is the one lying and the devil is the one telling the truth. Here, the soldiers, here, the chief priest. Now, remember now, it, it would be a little different if these were just characters off the street. Read who was saying this about our Lord, who was saying this about our Lord and Savior? The chief priests and the Pharisees. These were the ones that were, had been entrusted with the, uh, the teaching, and the, these were the religious leaders that were so deceived and tricked that they felt like Jesus was deceived and tricking people. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come, steal the body, tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. And see, this is the problem right now with many individuals in the Jewish nation. You got many Jews that are still waiting for Christ, the, the, the Christ or the Messiah to come. He done come, live, bled, died. Rose again from the dead, ascended back to heaven. He talking about coming again, and many of them still waiting for him to come the first time. Called deceived. The same way these individuals were deceived then. You got many of them right today. Many individuals still running around talking about Judaism. Still talking about Judaism. Still talking about the Mosaic Law. Still talking about, and Christ done come. Christ said, look, see, you know, not one jot or tittle of the law will pass away, you know, until he has what? Fulfilled. He's fulfilled it. That's been done. No need to try to go back and do what's all. Can you imagine you, you go in and clean up the kitchen and then somebody and wash all the dishes, Joker go in behind you, take all the dishes out of the cabinet and start washing them again? You go out, wash your car, get it shined up, waxed up, cleaned up. You look out the next few minutes, Joker out there. He washing it again. I'm soaked up a soaked up a bucket. He washing and scrubbing again. What are you doing? That's already been done. Take a guard. Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. See, I want to encourage somebody under the sound of my voice. There's been some folk that have made some things to try and keep them from you, child of God, they've made them as secure as they know how. <laughs> See, I don't care how secure you rich folk out there try to make your wealth. 
you wicked, wicked rich folk, God has already promised that the wealth of the wicked is laid up in store for the righteous. I'm going to get it. We're going to get it, children of God. I don't care what they do. Man, y'all can tuck it away in bank accounts in the Cayman Islands. You can tuck it away in bank accounts in Sweden. The wealth of the wicked, you out there wicked under the sound of my voice, the wealth of the wicked is laid up in store for the righteous. There is no way you're going to keep it from us. No way. Don't make no difference how secure you try to make it. Because man cannot make a lock that God can't pick. Man cannot place a label on you, child of God, that God can't peel off. What's impossible with men is possible with God. What about that tonight? Make it as secure. So you got the Romans, you got the Sanhedrin, you got the you you got the secular powers, you got the religious powers trying to come against the power of the true and living God. And that didn't work then, and it won't work now. You got secular powers, the Romans. They were the they were the ones that were that were in power occupying Jerusalem. You had the religious powers. See and see that's that's how that's what, oh 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 because the Bible talks about the Trinity of evil, Satan, the beast, and the false prophet. The false prophet is religious false power. The beast is going to be a political power. The beast out of the sea that comes out in the Book of Revelation. He's going to be a political. Same thing we're running into right here. And then Satan is at the, at the head of this. So you got Satan at the head. Satan, you go to Revelation 20, 20 and 10, you find out what happened to all of them. You got Satan at the head, then you got the, the beast, and you got the false prophet. Picture that triangle. Just like you got the Father, you got the Son, and you got the Holy Ghost. You got Satan, you got the beast, and you got the false prophet. The, the, the beast out of the sea. You got a beast out of the sea, you got you're the false prophet. But the beast, that's just the Antichrist, political, charismatic leader, come to power. Tell everybody I got an answer to, to all y'all's problems. But you're going to have to take this mark, the mark of the beast, mark of the beast. Now, Satan is at the head of this thing. You got that political false prophet, you know, and then you got, I mean, and then you got the beast, and then you got the false prophet. That's going to be false religious power. Same thing you got going on right here. Same thing you got going on right here. You got the you got Satan at the head of this thing. You got political power, the Romans. You got false religious leaders, Sanhedrin, Pharisee, and all of that. Even then, I'm saying here in the Lord, say Robert, two thousand years ago, they tried that, and it didn't work. They're gonna try it again. Satan's going to try it again. going to have another cast of characters. He's going to try it again. And it's not going to work again. Make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting guard. Angel come and break all that foolishness up. It's big. Or small to you. 
Now, children of God, you know, the Antichrist is, is he's going he's gonna to show himself. You, we're not going to, the scripture cannot be broken. Antichrist, beast, false prophet, all this stuff, mark of the beast, all of these things that the Bible prophesied, they're going to come to pass. But I want to encourage you this evening, let you to know that they are no match for the God that we serve. And this is why we want to stick close and, and, and be in the loop with our God. Because you had people, even 2,000 years ago, because they were in the loop with God, they were able to properly discern, comprehend, and understand what was going on in their day. And if you and I are in the loop with God today, you and I will properly discern, comprehend, and understand what's going on today. It's big or small to you. God's got all power, children of God, all power. Nothing can stop him. Nothing can hinder him. Nothing can can hold him back, all this little stuff that men and devil be putting together that, that God be like, Robert, that stuff is no match for me. So let us stay on the winning side. Let us stay on the winning side now. So even as an athlete, I like to be on the winning side. I like to be on the winning side. God, is, team God is the winning team. The Lord bless you and heaven smile on you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you this evening for this word, this revelation that you have shared with us. Thank you, Father, for showing us today how that there's nothing new under the sun, what the adversary and his people, his followers, tried 2,000 years ago. They're going to try it again. Uh, they're trying it in our day. They're going to try it again. But just as uh, you had the victory then, you have the victory now. And you will ever have the victory. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for selecting and choosing us since before the foundations of the earth um, to be your people, to be a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar people. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, we pray that someone today, the preaching, the teaching of, of your word has been convicted and converted, brought into the family of God, that they might not have to uh, be cast from your presence and spend eternity in the lake of fire and burn itself. But rather, uh, today, our prayer is that someone has been uh, made whole and made anew uh, in Christ Jesus. This is our prayer. We count these things done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen and amen. Three questions. Who's got something? All right. All right. Explain what what will happen if we do the right thing with our riches or with our poverty. Explain what will happen if we will do the right thing with our riches or our poverty. Number two, explain how the trinity of evil was in operation even in Jesus' day. Explain how the trinity of evil was in operation even in Jesus' day. And number three, what did the rock 
that ended up being moved by the angel anyway symbolize? What did the rock or the stone that ended up being moved by the angel anyway symbolize? Since you can reach us through email at ChristianCenterChurch at gmail.com, check our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash to backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's recast YouTube and iTunes and 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. Let's recast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.